Ladies and germs, we are back. This is the Detroiter presented by the Second String and the SecondString.com. You know who I am at this point. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. However, you're listening, however, you may be watching, whether you are on the YouTube, whether you're listening through a podcast app, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever the hell else there is. Appreciate you being here. Not a lot to talk about today. It's becoming a common theme. If you've been here the last couple of weeks, it is becoming one of the more common themes. Not a lot to talk about today. We're entering we're entering the nip, nip, nip. we're entering the dog days. We are. NHL playoffs fully underway. We're in the conference finals. Barn burner between the Avs and the Oilers. Last night, tonight we had a nice one between the Rangers and the Lightning. The Rangers kind of ran away with it there at the end. They were trying to imitate the Western Conference and then tomorrow or the day this comes out, it'll be the first game of the NBA Finals. Celtics Dubs, a great time for sports, to be honest, unless you're a Detroit sports fan, that is. If you're a Detroit sports fan, you probably clocked out, eh, say, looking at the calendar a month ago, month and a half ago. Um, so, yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Clocked out about a month ago is what it is. It's fun watching the playoffs. It's fun watching all these other great teams with great players do great things. Um, never my team, though. <laughs> Fucking never my team. Never the Red Wings, never the Tigers, never the Pistons. But it's been fun watching Steph Curry dominate again. It's been fun watching Boston pursue their 18th, 18th franchise victory. That's it's a good amount. It's a good amount. 18. What's crazy is you think about it. It goes Boston, the Lakers, tied at 17. And then you go, I think the Bulls are probably next with however many they have, six, seven, eight. I don't know what they have exactly. The Pistons are up there, though, with three. The Pistons are up there. Let that sink in again. Let that sink in. The Pistons are up there as far as the NBA goes, all-time championships for franchises. Detroit's up there with three. Three of them. Boston is trying to win 18 this next couple weeks. Eight fucking team, dude. Boston's winning enough trophies to have sex with people. Do you believe that? They're trying to have sex with people with their championships. Ours can't even stop sucking their thumb. Ours can't even tie a shoelace. And we're up there in all-time franchises. I don't want to get angry though. I feel pretty good today. I'm in a, you know, I'm in a good mood sports-wise, all things considered. All things considered, we're watching our bitter, bitter rival, the Colorado Avalanche, pour it on the Edmonton Oilers. Nathan McKinnon looks like an all-time player, and he is an all-time player. He's maybe, you know, probably the second best player in the NHL behind his counterpart, Connor McDavid. We get to watch them do great things. We got to that. We get to watch them re-enter relevancy with their new regime, Sackick in the front office, and then all these guys, McCarr, McKinnon, etc. We get to watch them do cool things. We get to watch Boston do what they've done forever. We get to watch Golden State do what they've done since I've had hair anywhere. Forget just my head anywhere on my body since I've had one single hair. Golden State's been winning playoff games. Um, where else? Luca and the Mavs finally came onto the scene, obviously. They lost, but they made a nice little run. Um, and the Detroit Pistons are, are sitting comfortably with the fifth overall pick. So that's great. I don't want to get all angry. I don't have a ton to say about the Pistons today. Don't have a ton to say about the Lions. If you want Lions, and I will still do Lions, I guess just quick little plug here. I've been hired. I'm working. I'm a contract. I'm a gun for hire in the media space. 
Detroit Sports Nation. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on YouTube. All kinds of content there. But they hired me to do a Lions-specific show. It comes out every single Monday. It's once a week. They're usually 30, 35 minutes. It's myself. I have a co-host, David Pike. We just shoot the shit and talk about the Lions. It's actually a pretty fun time. I think most of you, if you like listening to me here, or if you like watching the TikToks, you would thoroughly enjoy Pride or Die is the name of the show on Detroit Sports Nation on YouTube. So check that out. But what I was going to say is don't have a ton of Lions here. And maybe that's because I'm tricking myself because every Sunday night we record and I kind of spew all Lions thoughts in my head then. But that said, I will still be covering the Lions extensively here. I obviously cannot wait for Michigan and Michigan State to come back around. That's like the football season is my bread and butter, dude. Because think about it. We have football. Those two college teams, Michigan, Michigan State, the only two sports organizations in the state that do anything anybody fucking cares about. The Red Wings are about to start. We still have hope. We still feel good. They haven't actually taken the ice yet and shown us that yet again we'll be gunning for a top draft pick. Same goes for the Pistons. And the Tigers are all but forgotten at that point. So the football season is really my bread and butter. But we're trudging along here to start off the summer. Happy Memorial Day. Hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful time celebrating with friends, celebrating with family. Hopefully you got near some water, whether it's the Great Lakes, whether it's an inland lake, whether it's the ocean like myself. Hopefully you got to hang out in the sun a little bit, share a couple laughs, a couple brewskis, not too many though, but a couple brewskis. It's a holiday weekend. We're back. The summer has officially begun. And as we open the show, that means it's the dog days in Detroit. The Tigers are being the Tigers. The Tigers, although they've won a few the last week or so, they've beaten Minnesota a few times. They won again today in a shutout thanks to Tariq Skubal just fucking cramming baseballs down people's faces. We will talk about him a little bit more. Not much to say on the Pistons front. The Red Wings front, there actually is a little bit to say. Not with the Red Wings today. Not with Steve Eiserman and the current roster. But ESPN put out a trailer for an E60 that they either have made and are waiting to release or are making one or the other. (sighs) If you're a hockey fan, if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan, if you're a Colorado Avalanche fan, this E60 trailer, I look at that. Can you see that on camera? Can you see? Dude, it looks like the Rocky Mountains on my forearm right now. I'm getting goosebumps just bringing up the trailer, brother. They're making a dock on the Colorado Avalanche-Detroit Red Wings rivalry of the 1990s, and I couldn't be more fired up because you know what? If there's anything that can make me feel something again as a Red Wings fan that's endured nothing but pain for the last eight years, it's rehashing Avs Red Wings. It's rehashing the greatest rivalry in sports. That's right. I said it. Maybe the mo- not the longest rivalry, maybe not the most historic rivalry, but for that five, six year period, the greatest, most intense, most abundant with hate rivalry in any sport, college, pro, basketball, hockey, doesn't fucking matter. And Detroit themselves have been part of a, gr- a few great ones. Pistons, Bulls, as we know, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Red Wings, Avalanche sits alone. There is nothing like watching those for the fight night at the Joe. Darren McCarty, turtling Claude Lemieux. All the sound bites, all the press conferences. Frank, what's that guy's name? Fucking Dino Cicerelli going, I can't believe I shook the guy's friggin' hand. That's one of the all-time quotes. Patrick Waugh, 
holding the puck up for everybody to see as it falls into his own net. I mean, they fucking hated each other and they're making an E60 about it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. People, everyone's talking Top Gun Maverick. You got to go see this new top, top Gun. It's nostalgic. The new flight things they do are crazy. It's cinematic. Tom Cruise, Miles Teller. You got to see Top Gun. No, 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 no. You got to see this new Red Wings Avalanche E60. You could have never heard of hockey, dude. Take the take a video cassette to Cape Horn, South Africa, and show the kids of the villages there Red Wings Avalanche. They're going to become enamored with the game. They're going to become enamored with the Red Wings and the Avalanche. They don't even know what an Avalanche is, bro. They're going to look at the Red Wings logo and be like, why is that wheel flying? They don't know anything about it. They're going to become obsessed with it. You got to watch the trailer because I'll tell you, if you can't notice, I'm juiced. I'm juiced up for it. It's going to be electric. And we know if you're an Avs fan, if you're a Wings fan, if you're a hockey fan, really, you know, you know what Red Wings avalanche means, especially if you're older than me. Obviously, I was never, I didn't live through those rivalries. I've only grown up. My dad's told me so many fucking stories about what it was like being a Red Wings fan back then. We've all seen the YouTube videos. We've watched them. At least I have thousands of times, it feels like. I can't wait to just get an in-depth talking to Claude Lemieux, Sackick, Wah, Forsberg, everybody from Colorado, Shanahan, Hull, Vernon, Osgood, Draper, Iserman, everybody from Detroit. I cannot wait to just be immersed in Red Wings Avalanche for 60 minutes or however long they end up making this thing. It looks unbelievable. It looks – we talk hockey, oh, the popularity. That's a big storyline that gets brought up a lot. Why isn't hockey as popular? Right? Why ESPN, maybe that will help the popularity. You want hockey to be popular? Fucking rewind the clock. Bring back something like that. Get the Red Wings – into the Eastern Conference Finals this year and give me a Detroit Red Wing Colorado Avalanche Final. You want to get hockey back on the map? You want people ESPN kicking off SportsCenter with hockey highlights? You want people running through the Twitter streets talking about the NHL? Get Red Wings Avalanche back. Get something close to that level because there will, I don't think, ever be anything like it again because you can't recreate something that perfect. That moment that that's so special. they hate each other so much, star players on both sides, the hit on Draper, the match that ignited the flame, and then the retaliation from McCarty, the multiple line brawls, goalies meeting at center ice, and just fucking trading blows. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. I don't think you'll see something like that in boxing. I don't think you'll see shit like that in the UFC, let alone hockey. So I am gassed up. I am gassed up. If you haven't watched the trailer and you consider yourself a Red Wings fan, hell, if you haven't watched the trailer and you aren't a Red Wings fan, do yourself a favor and watch it. And when this thing comes out, watch that too. Because if you weren't a Red Wings fan before, I promise you, you will be after you sit through 60 minutes of that. If you're not a hockey fan, same deal. You watch that, you feel the hate, you listen to a couple of these stories, you watch those clips. You're going to be sitting on your couch. Popcorn's going to be on the ground. You won't even notice that you spilled it. Your dog took a shit in front of the television too. You won't notice that either. Won't even be able to smell it. You're going to be sitting there going, this is real? This is a real sport that was sanctioned in both the states of Michigan and Colorado? There was a presiding commission, a league that looked over these games and said, I, yeah, I guess. I guess it's okay. I guess it's happening. So I don't – it's part of the NHL now. It, 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 unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable. I cannot wait. And it made me feel good about the Red Wings. 
if only for a moment. And it's sad, right? It's sad that that's what it takes now. It's sad that that's what it takes to create the Rocky Mountains on my forum to get my blood boiling is rewatching highlights and clips and listening to guys who played 25 years ago. It's a bummer. I wish that 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 rivalry existed today. I wish that the Red Wings taking the ice this fall or God forbid in the playoffs this year got my blood boiling like that. Sadly, we don't have that. Sadly, that doesn't. Sadly, that's not an option. All I do have is reminiscing on when the Detroit Red Wings were the royalty of hockey. Reminiscing on when everybody from Los Angeles to fucking Boston and up to Toronto and down to Tampa wanted to be a Detroit Red Wings fan. That is the only thing that gets my blood boiling when it comes to the winged wheel these days. It's unfortunate that it is that way. It really is. But it's the truth. I'd be lying if I sat here and told you that some storyline about who the Red Wings may hire this offseason has me jumping out of my seat ready to record a podcast and talk about who Steve Eiserman eyeballing to coach these young guns and lead us into the future. I'd be lying. I'd be lying. That doesn't really fire me up. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I care about it. Yes, I would like them to make a good hire, someone who will do just that and lead this team successfully through the future. Yeah, dude, I care for sure. I'm not fucking telling my neighbors about it, dude. I'm not going out on my balcony singing in the rain, praising the coaching search conducted by the Detroit Red Wings. That just, it's not happening. It's not. It's not. It's fun to talk storylines. It's fun to talk offseason narratives in any sport. But for me, you want to go, you want to know what gets my dick hard? I can't say, I, it's just, I can't say that line without thinking of Step Brothers, And it's so funny, the delivery. God, that's a masterpiece. What gets me going is things that actually happen. Games that are actually played. Fucking imagine that. Getting excited about the Red Wings because of games they play, not because of who they may take in the draft. <laughs> imagine that. Getting excited about the Red Wings, not because oh, this 16-year-old in Sweden's having a pretty good season. No, not because of that, because they just won in the first round of the playoffs. Imagine fucking that, dude. Imagine that. And I know eight years isn't that long removed from 25 straight years of playoff success, but my God, it feels like an eternity. Like, I'm getting to the point where I don't even, I feel like the Red Wings being that, being the Red Wings, being the creme de la creme of the league didn't even happen anymore. That's how far removed we're getting. And it sucks, and it sucks, and it sucks. So, you know, while it's fun, while it is interesting to talk about who may be making the jump to the NHL or who's Steve Eiserman eyeing in free agency, yeah, it's fun to talk about. I want to talk about shit that happened. I want to talk about goals that Lucas Raymond scored. I want to talk about Mo Sider putting dudes in the fucking hospital, bro. I want to talk about Jonathan Bergeron coming down the wing, walking two defenders and tucking one five hole in the overtime for the dub. Like, that's what I want to talk about. But in the meantime, we've got this marvelous looking E60 avalanche Red Wings rivalry fucking glory. Check it out. Look at the trailer. If you're a disenfranchised, not a disenfranchised, disimpassioned Red Wings fan like myself, where every single year it feels like 1% of you, it's like the fucking ice caps. 1% of you just slides off into the ocean. If that's you, Take a look at the trailer, get the blood boiling, go look at your Red Wings jersey in your closet, maybe touch the crest a little bit, rub it on your face afterwards. If that's your thing, rub it anywhere else. I'm not judging, rub it wherever to get you going. But I promise you that it will get you going. Okay, 
We talked a little Red Wings. Um, I do want to mention a little bit about Tarek Skubal. I know I said a few weeks ago, I will not talk about the Detroit Tigers on this podcast until either one of two things. A, they're within striking distance of 500, which is five games or fewer. That hasn't happened. Fucking shocker. Or B, there is something positive to speak about. And we have something positive. Tarek Skubal is proving himself to be a major league ace. Every single start that goes by for this guy, knock on wood, he just gets better and better and better. He misses more bats. The changeup curveball fastball trio he has is just more and more lethal. Like, I'd love to see a pitching ninja of the fastball change curve. You can't hit it, dude. He makes a triangle with with his pitches. One of them goes 97 at times. One of them goes 85, and the other one goes 78. Give me a paper bag. I'm going to puke. That's nasty. That's disgusting. And Mize has been a little underwhelming. He's been hurt. Manning obviously is hurt, but he's been pretty good, I would say. Tarek Skubal looks like he's going to be the flagship horse for this staff, for this team. He looks like he's going to be the flagship player. Forget fucking pitcher. He looks like we're going to go Tarek Skubal. We'll give you infinity money. We'll have donuts in the locker room every time you start a game. Let us know what else you need, and we will accommodate because you are going to wear the old English D until you can't physically move your arm in a throwing motion any longer, Tarek. You are going to be pitching at Comerica Park until I'm in a goddamn wheelchair. Tarek, the guy's electric. The guy's electric. His stuff looks unhittable at times. When he has days like today, seven innings, none earned, two hits. Dude, come on, man. Come on. That's filthy. That's filthy. And if there is one thing to be said, Scooble aside about this Tigers team all year, they've pitched their asses off, dude. The bullpen's been great. The ragtag starting rotation that they've assembled with Mize and Manning being out has been pretty fucking good. Like they don't get shelled often. They just don't score, which is maybe worse because that's a little more boring to watch. But Tarek Scooble has been the diamond in the rough for this team this year. And we kind of saw the progression, right? We saw him in the COVID season. He came onto the scene. He struggled a little bit. He struggled with location. He got hit around a little, which is fine to be expected. His rookie, he wasn't the the Casey Mize 1-1 overall. This guy's the future. This guy can't miss. He wasn't that guy coming out of college in the prospect system. He slowly made his rise. We started to talk. This, this lefty, he's kind of electric. Throws gas from the left side. He's got kind of a weird arm slot, weird delivery. He hides the ball with that high leg kick. He's kind of tricky. He, he gets the changeup going. If he locates, he's fucking nasty with it. He's really started to hone in on putting the baseball in one of those one of those one of those tubes that you buy tennis balls in. It's like he can put the baseball in those sometimes. Like when he's on nights like tonight. Yeah, I'll just dot the fastball directly on the corner at 96. Good luck with that. Oh, you're sitting fastball. All right, I'll give you 85 changeup. That's just the bottom. It's going to just dip nine inches. Right when you start your swing, nine inches are gone. It's in the dirt. You'd have never had a chance. He, He's dynamic. He's got a chance to be real good. I don't know if – listen, I don't know if he'll be in the AL Cy Young race this year solely because – Wins are a thing. We've seen that before with Verlander. You need to win games for some reason, for whatever reason. Even though the pitchers in the American League have literally nothing to do with scoring runs, 
you need to have wins. You need to stack those up. The Cy Young committee apparently fucking cares. So I don't know how many of those will he'll get when the t- offense gives him one, two runs every single time he starts. But man, if he's given up none, it's tough to beat. It's tough to lose when you don't give up any runs. It's tough to lose when your starter goes seven innings, none earned every single night. It's tough to lose when Scooble gets better as the game wears on. It's tough to lose when this guy has the fastball change curve going exactly the way he wants it. You don't know what's coming, and even if you did, you wouldn't fucking touch it. So Scooble's been a—he's been electric. He's been an enlightenment for a depressed Tigers fan like myself. I'm well documented being fed up with this team. I'm sick and tired of the Tigers being cheeks. I'm sick and tired of being fed bullshit. Oh, we're getting better. Oh, we're getting better. Yeah, they spent some money this year, which kudos. I thought the team would be a lot better. Everybody stinks, dude. Everybody stinks, just like the Red Wings. It's been, what, eight, nine years since the Tigers have been in the playoffs? Everybody stinks. I'm fucking tired of losing. And it's great we have this young stud. One good pitcher doesn't win your games, doesn't make the playoffs, unfortunately. Otherwise, we'd be great. Otherwise, we'd be fucking yanking off the Tigers every single time I sat down and hit the record button. Not the case, unfortunately. But Scooble has been a shining light throughout this season. If he can keep this up for 162, I don't know how much that means as far as this season goes because I don't know what this team's ultimate potential is. I mean, certainly not a World Series. I doubtful a playoff appearance, which <laughs> so sad saying that because I was sitting in the same fucking chair a month and a half ago saying, why not us? Why can't we make a playoff appearance? Why can't we make a fucking or win a playoff series? Why not us? Why not? And here we are a month and a half later, like that's out the window. Forget about that. Having a guy is nice though. Even if Mize never lives up to that first overall potential, Manning looks pretty good, but having a guy like Tarek Skubal where this dude looks like he's going to be, if not already is, one of the premier arms in Major League Baseball, That'll help me sleep tonight. It's not going to help them win many more games. It's not going to help them make the playoffs. It's not going to make me less angry about how fucking pathetic they are. But knowing that we have one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, and what is he, like 23, 24, 25, something like that, that'll help me sleep tonight. Knowing we got a lefty who blows 97 and gives you a change-up curve with it, and when he locates it, you're not fucking sniffing it, yeah, I'll catch a few extra Zs tonight. So shout-out Tarek Skubal. Thank you for being apparently the only person within that organization to actually do their job coming into this season. Fucking Detroit appreciates it. I don't know how much your teammates do because nobody seems to give a fuck, but we appreciate it, Tarek. Okay, that's all I got on Detroit teams today. Um, Yeah, there's just nothing else. There's nothing else positive with the Tigers. Yeah, they won. Woohoo. They've won like four out of the last five. Great. They're 12 games under 500. Who gives a fuck? Um, Red Wings, not much other than the Doc. Lions, nothing. Pistons, nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more Pistons as the draft approaches. Uh, we'll talk, obviously, Lions. You know the drill. As we get closer to the season, we'll talk more of it. Everybody, it's not, you're not stupid. Come on now. If you're listening to me, you're a fan of the pod, you're supporting, you're not stupid. You're the smartest fucking person on earth. What am I talking about? I do want to talk about these playoff series for like five minutes and then we'll get out of here. I want Golden State. Let's go, Dubs. Let's go, Dubs. Let me lay it out for you. I like Boston. Tatum's awesome. Jalen Brown's – their whole team is awesome. It's actually kind of fucked up that I like Boston because as a Pistons fan too, it's kind of the Jordan Bulls, and then I feel like the Celtics are right there just for really every franchise. Like who doesn't dislike the Celtics? 
So it is a little fucked up that I'm sitting here going, I like pretty much everybody on their team. I really like Tatum, like love Tatum, really fucking love Tatum. Wish he played in Detroit. I really like Jalen Brown. I love Marcus Smart. He's like the exact type of guy that people in Detroit would love. Just a junkyard dog in your face. Doesn't give a fuck who or what you think you are. Will play defense for 60 straight minutes or whatever it is, 48 straight minutes, and let you know that he's there. Al Horford, just whole hub three-pointer, whole hub three-pointer. Al Horford is like the Squidward thing, the thing Squidward, the tiki statue. What are those called? Easter egg or uh, Easter Island things? The, the the Squidward house. He's like a Squidward house that's seven foot and can shoot the three. It's unbelievable. It's Boston. Oh, I can't root for Boston. And on the flip side, maybe my favorite player ever. At least my favorite player I've ever watched, Steph Curry. I'll never get over watching that guy run in circles for 12 seconds of a shot clock, coming off a screen, catching, shooting, turning around before the ball even left his hand and it goes in. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over him crossing a big man up after a switch 14 times, even though he had him after the second crossover, stepping back and popping one in his mouth. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over the one, two, three, four, and one celebration. I'll never get over him literally never missing free throws. I'll never get over his air sky fucking Steph Curry floater layups. I'll just never get over anything he does. He's so fun to watch. The Golden State team is so fun to watch the way they play. Everybody just runs. If you don't have the ball, move. If you have the ball, pass. That's it. If you're open, shoot. That's their entire offense. And it's literally like watching poetry. It's literally like watching poetry. I watched Winning Time. In that show, Dr. Jerry Buss is like, the only two things I love are sex and basketball because basketball's like sex. He says something like that. When I watch Golden State play, I'm fucking getting off, man. (laughs) Rated R. Fucking earmuffs. I'm getting off when I watch Golden State play. Everybody's free. The offense is fluid. Draymond all of a sudden is like the primary passer. Curry, Clay, they're all just running, waiting to get hit with a pass, catch, shoot, three, too late. You're not blocking the ball. You're too late. You're not tipping it. You're too late. There is no contest. You either block the shot or it's going in. Jordan Poole is just Steph Curry Jr. He's been studying at Curry University the last three years. He's electric. He does the same shit. And that pains me to say because I hated him at Michigan. But now he's Steph Curry light. He does the same shit. Cross you over, cross you over, fucking 40-footer goes at. Runs around in circles off screens, catch, shoot, in. He's awesome to watch. Just everything about Golden State is awesome to watch. And Steph Curry deserves four. I really do. I think he. I think he deserves four. I really do. LeBron's got four. Steph Curry, he's been he's not LeBron for sure. I hear you as far as his legacy and what he's meant to the NBA. But dude, this guy like changed the way the game is played. He's maybe the most fun player to watch. Like if you're like me, he's the most fun player to watch. Golden State has been a dynasty ever since he turned it on. He had the KD teams, yes, but he won one as the original Splash Bros. And now at the tail end of their career, they have another run as the original Splash Bros. I've been waiting for this team. I've been waiting for Clay to get healthy and this team to play together and make a playoff run actually since the day Kevin Durant signed to go play there. Since the day KD announced he was going to Golden State, I've been waiting for him to fucking leave and it to be the OG Splash Brothers for one last ride, just so Steph Curry could let everybody know, I got this. We knew what we were doing all along. We never needed any help. 
It's me, it's Clay, it's Draymond, and pick up a couple dudes from the Y, and we're going to go win ourselves a chip, man. I can't not root for Golden State. NHL-wise, I want McDavid to win, but, man, that Avalanche Oilers game one was (laughs) – I needed a cigarette after I watched it, and I hate cigarettes. I didn't smoke it. I didn't actually smoke a cigarette, but I needed one. Um, That game was nuts. It was back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. You went to piss, you missed three goals, literally. I'm I'm not even joking. You pissed, you missed three goals. You go, you shut your eyes for one moment because a fly flew into your room. You missed two of them. Unbelievable back and forth. The two best players in the league in McDavid and McKinnon. I love playoff hockey. The Rangers game tonight, Madison Square Garden was electric, man. That atmosphere gets pumping. Tampa's going to defend their third. Like, there are such great storylines in the NHL. This might be the ideal Final Four for the league. Tampa looking for their third. New York, an original six team who hasn't been this far in a long fucking time. Pretty rabid fan base. I feel like the Rangers kind of get slept on, to be honest, as a fan base. Like, when you think New York fans, you think Giants, Jets, Knicks. Rangers fans pretty slept on. That place gets moving. And then on the west side, the two stars of the league in McKinnon and McDavid. You got Edmonton, a bloodthirsty hockey town, bloodthirsty fan base. Canada hasn't won one in ages. And we just talked about Colorado, the part that they've played in NHL history. And now they're back with their prior chosen one, Joe Sackick leading the way up top in the front office. And the new era, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Devontae, Nazem Kadri, guy after guy after guy after guy. It's electric. The only thing, you know what I'm going to say. I wish the Red Wings were there. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Let's go, Dubs. Um, I'm pulling for the Oilers in the NHL. I just love McDavid. would like to see him get one. That's all I got this week, everybody. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. The secondstream.com. Go get some apparel. The Magic new design is out now. That's all I got this week. We'll be back next week. Appreciate you guys.